Welcome to NaNoWriMo Daily Log Entry for 2020, the podcast where I prattle on about my writing progress for each day of November. This is day 11 of NaNoWriMo, which means I completely skipped a day of the podcast. This is because we're laying low, which is another way of saying avoiding nasty people. That doesn't mean I've done no writing, however. Here's two days worth of updates. After running back to the car two nights ago, narrowly avoiding the police on the way, I was exhausted. I slept most of the next day, apart from being woken up by one of the IT people from work collecting the dreaded laptop. Anyway, I was too tired to do any writing, and only went outside to pop to the local fish and chip shop for a takeaway. Yesterday morning, I was ready to write, but Ariadne decided it was best for her to stay offline so I was stuck at home all day with no laptop, not even a massive ancient one. Today has been better. Ariadne thought it would be safe enough to do some writing. I've sent my protagonist and his sidekick, or mentor, on a quest. They're doing a lot of travelling, and I'm running out of conversations for them to have at railway stations and in their cars and so on. It's quite annoying, really. Skip the boring parts. That's easy for you to say. You're not the one trying to get to 50,000 words. If I skip all the travel, I won't even nearly make it. Any sign of the Russian Mafia, or whoever they were? None. We are safe as long as I'm careful. The insecure cafe Wi-Fi and broadcasting my encrypted mission communications alerted them. What do you think they want, anyway? They are probably looking for secret data stored in my hardware. Not after my writing, then? No. That was a joke. One of the main problems with trying to write fast is that it does not always produce results that are worth stealing. Not by Russian mafia, anyway. Do you think that the IT people at work have found anything on my laptop? They've had it nearly two days now. They won't find anything incriminating. That's good, because if I have to take any more days of unpaid leave, I won't have enough money for food, let alone my bills. Why don't you get a different job? Not as easy as it sounds. When you've been doing the same thing for 15 years, it's hard to switch to something else. What about the writing? Do you want to be a writer? No want to be about it. I am a writer, just not one that makes any money at it. Who is Bryony? I told you not to touch my personal email. I didn't touch it. But before you told me not to, I had already read all of them. All of them? Even I haven't read all of them. That's a lot of spam from online stores. It was 98% spam and marketing but the other 2% was mostly from Bryony, and your mother, and Jeff. Well, we don't talk about Jeff anymore. No, that much was obvious. But even Bryony stopped emailing six months ago. This isn't really fair. I haven't been through your memory banks or whatever you've got. It's mostly classified. So is my email. I meant top secret, impact six data that could be used to start a war. That's why the Russian mafia wants it. Oh. My emails aren't like that, but they are personal. How about we trade? Trade? What could we trade? If you tell me about Bryony, I will play you one of Ronald Ryder's mission log recordings. I'd forgotten you did those recordings. Well, not much to tell, really. Bryony was my fiancé. We were engaged to be married, but just before the wedding, I decided I didn't want to get married. You got cold feet. Something like that. Anyway, after that, Bryony didn't want to speak to me very much. Still, I kept the house... Well, at least I kept the mortgage. She's got the house. I'm quite happy here, though. You are? You know, Ariadne. Sometimes I can't tell if you're making a statement or asking a question. 
I think it must be your turn now. Let's hear what kind of things Grandad Ron got up to.